We're going to get into Revelation. Um, chapter 1 of Revelation says, remember what Hazy was like? You're cheering if you hear him. Anyone remember that? Yeah, he said it in like a pithy way, so hopefully he's remembered. Um, so it says, we're blessed if we hear Revelation and take it to heart. So I might pray that we'll do that before we start. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, um, thanks heaps for speaking to us just then. And thanks that we can get into your word. Um, please help us all to be listening and to take what you say to heart. I pray that we'll obey your word and that it will change how we live. I pray we can take it seriously. Amen. Uh, hands up, who would want to know the future if they could? Nah, some people would, some people wouldn't. Okay, if you could know the future, what would you want to know about? Give me some stuff. Yeah? No, don't have a conversation with the person next to you. We're having a conversation here. What would you know about? Future, like your future career? All right, good. You'd like to know your future career? Yeah, Harry? Oh, that's, so, that's adorable. Isn't he the cutest? Ladies, keep an eye out for that one. Uh, maybe you could tell them tonight, that future. And it's me. Um, you could do that, whatever. What other stuff would you want to know? Yeah? Lottery numbers. Lottery numbers. That's pretty good. Jacob? Who would Tony Abbott? Who assa- oh, so you're assuming Tony Abbott will get assassinated and you want to know who will do it. All right, great. Um, all right, let's go. Now, knowing the future, if you know what's going to happen in the future, it would change how you live now, yeah? So if you knew the lottery numbers, that would change how you live because you go down and do those lottery numbers. If you knew who your future wife was going to be, you'd maybe hang out with them a little bit. All right? Knowing the future changes how you live now. Yeah? So one time I was at work and there was this lady there and she found out she had cancer and the doctor said, you've got a year to live. Now she knew that was coming in the future and knowing that would change how you live. And that changed how she lived heaps. She stopped working and went and spent time with her family. Because okay? when you know the future, it changes how you live. Yeah? So I'm a teacher. That's what I do on the week. Recent teacher. Um, before I was qualified, I was like an intern or a prac teacher. Have you guys ever had them? Like that weird like younger person that sits in your class and like, if the teacher leaves, he has no control over the class. <laughs> yeah, that person. I was him. Okay? So when you're the prac teacher, you've got another teacher in the class looking over you. And then when you leave, they like write a report about you. So knowing that that report's going to come changes how I act. So I've got to like really impress this teacher and try and be the most awesome teacher in the world so that he goes, oh, Curtis, he was an awesome teacher. Okay? And that's what I've got to do. And now that I'm like qualified and I can teach by myself, you know, like every chance I get, I just go play ultimate frisbee with the kids. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, <laughs> but now in the future, it changes how you live. Okay? Tonight... The Bible is going to tell us the future, okay? And it can do that because God wrote it. He knows everything. He can tell us the future, okay? And God's going to tell us of an event that will change everything, okay? It's an event that will happen and will affect every person alive today. It'll be an event that will affect every person who has been alive or will be alive any day, okay? It's an event that definitely will happen. It's an event that will be huge. And if you know about this, It will already affect your life heaps. And if you don't, after knowing about it tonight, it will change your life. Because you can't know about this and then not care. This is something in the future that will change your life. So enough secrets. This is what's happening in the future. Jesus is coming soon. Okay? Check out verse 11. If you don't have it in your Bible, it's up on there. I'm just reading the first little bit. It's not very big. Verse 11 says, 
I am coming soon. And if you got your Bible, you look to verse 7, it says, The words of him who's holy and true, who holds the key of David. It's talking about Jesus. Jesus says this. He says, I'm coming soon. Now, this may not sound like a big deal, but I want to, get, I want to show you guys why this is such a big deal. So I've made a little timeline for you. Okay? This is our timeline. Ages and ages and ages ago, God made everything. Okay? Now, I'm not going to go into much detail, but it happened. He wanted it to happen. He made it. It happened. No questions asked. Okay? And he made humans. Mankind, people, you guys, me guys, and people that are dead now. Okay, he made them. Okay, and they were made to live for God. That was the reason they were made. He planned a way for them to live, to live for him as the king, and them to live for him. And he knew what he was doing. He made them to live this certain way. Like you make a train to go on the tracks, and you make a car to go on the road. Okay, he made us to live a certain way, to live for God. But it didn't work out that way. Humans rebelled, okay? Like a rogue train that goes off the tracks, people didn't live for God. They didn't live the way they were made. And they were like a car that goes, oh, I'm going to go for a drive in the ocean. Not how it's made, okay? So all of humans rebelled against God and what he had planned. But there was another date in God's calendar. In the future, God set a date and he made an event. Judge all humans and on that day god will judge everyone for how they've treated him and because everyone rebelled against him all humans everyone will be guilty every rebellious person boys every rebellious person will be split from god and punished when they're judged and that's when jesus is coming back that's what he's talking about he's saying that that over there is coming soon yeah now that's something to worry about Everyone's going to get judged and everyone's rebelled, so everyone's going to get punished. It's something to worry about. But there was another date in God's calendar. Okay, There's one that happened right in the middle. God suited up and he became a man. He came to earth as Jesus and he went in. He became a human, the people who rebelled, but he lived perfectly. He was like a train. He stayed on the tracks. He stayed on the road. Okay, But he willingly let himself get executed, get crucified, hung on the cross steel, executed by Romans when he was around. Okay? When he got executed, this is where something massive happened. He suffered the punishment that people would get at that last event. So at judgment, we will get punished. But right in the middle, Jesus takes that same punishment. Yeah, he takes that punishment we were going to get. It's like, okay, let me see if you can get this analogy. It might be a bit hard. So, it's like if you rebelled against Chuck Norris, okay? So this isn't Chuck Norris, but it's close enough because I need him to do a fly kick and I couldn't find a picture of Chuck Norris doing a fly kick. I know, right? <laughs> what crazy. So anyway, so you annoy Chuck Norris and you rebel against him and you're just like the worst to him. So Chuck Norris is like, well, I ain't taking any more of this. So he gets a big run up and he just does one of those ones, like mad fly kick. And he's just like, going for you and he's like so far like he's on the other side of the world but he can do it because he's chuck norris that's why i drew little speed blinds behind him if you can see them um because he's just going so fast and he's just flying through the world just going like that foot up okay you've messed with chuck norris he's coming for you if you don't know chuck norris when he kicks you you ain't get up okay you don't get up after chuck norris kicks you all right he's coming for you he will get you chuck norris don't miss and you'll get punished big time for messing with Chuck Norris. Okay? That's what's happening. 
That's like the fire event over there, the judgment. But somewhere in the middle, like in Africa, okay, in the middle, because it's coming across, because it's coming across the world. Jackie Chan just like jumps in the air, right? <laughs> okay, you, stay with me. Jackie Chan jumps in the air right in front of like Chuck Norris's fly kick. Okay, Jackie Chan jumps up and he just gets smashed by that kick, like just pummeled, and then he's just on the ground like as dead as dead can be. But he stopped the momentum of this mad fly kick. Okay, so Chuck's not coming for you anymore because Jackie Chan got kicked instead of you. Is that, are you picturing what just happened? He's getting this. Chuck Norris is coming. Do we need like people? You three boys, just come here for a sec. Quickly, just get it. Just get it. Quickly, just come up. That's all you need to do. It'll take like a second. You won't even have to say anything unless you want to. Okay, you're Chuck Norris. You're the guy that messed with Chuck Norris and you're Jackie Chan. Okay, so you go like, my Chuck Norris, I hate you. Psh, psh. But he's like so far away. He's on the other side of the world. You can't slap him. And you go, you can just punch instead of kick because you can't stay in the air like him. So you need to just slowly, just, just like, a, like a snail because I've got to talk while you do this. So you just slowly come from the punch. So you're, this is coming for you. This is coming for you. Yeah, oh, man. Oh, Jackie Chan. Dead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jackie Chan gets smashed. That punch gets dealt with. He's fine. He's so good. You guys can grab a seat. Give him a clap if you want to. I don't know. All right. Okay. Now that is just like Jesus. Okay. That's just like Jesus. Okay, God says, punishment's coming. That's that last one at the end. Okay, we can get rid of that picture of Chuck Norris. There we go. So that one at the end, judgment's coming. But right in the middle, Jesus jumps in the way. And he cops the punishment we would have got at the end. Okay? That punishment is taken for whoever trusts Jesus and whoever lives for Jesus. Okay? So now we live somewhere in this middle section between those last two events. We could be really close to Jesus coming back or really far away. We don't know. But we're in between Jesus taking the punishment and Jesus coming back. That's where we are. And now in Revelation, Jesus says, I'm coming soon. And that's where we are. So it's like this video. This is what I thought when it was like this video. I'm going to play this video and it's going to stop. And where it stops is right where we are. So can we play this video? That's where we are, okay? <laughs> okay. So Coyote gets smashed off a cliff. He's hanging over the edge. He's about to fall. He's going to fall. He's going to fall soon. It will happen. You don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon, okay? That's like Jesus, okay? He is going to come soon. You don't know when it's going to happen. It will happen. We don't know, but it's soon, okay? It's just like that, okay? We're just hanging up there. So... We know that's going to happen in the future. How's that going to change how we live now? Because we talked, knowing the future changes how we live now. How's it going to change? I've got two ways for you. Okay, two. One, two. Two, two, two. Um, one, make sure you're ready when he comes back. Yeah? When Jesus comes back, which is soon, be ready. Make sure you'll be on good terms. Okay? Be on good terms with Jesus. Find out how you can be. Talk to someone. Get into the Bible. Don't ever assume anything. Don't assume that you're sweet. Don't assume you're sweet with Jesus. Make sure. Yeah? Because it's a scary thing to stand before the guy that created and is going to judge the universe. So make sure that you'll be all right. Make sure you're ready. Okay? Second way. Don't let life just drag you along. 
Yeah? If you know this event's going to happen, you know Jesus is coming back soon. You know that's going to happen in the future. Don't live like it's not going to happen. Yeah? It's easy to hear this and just let life drag you along. You go to school, you deal with that, you come home, you hang out with your friends, you play games, you hang out with your family, you do your sport, you play your music, and before you know it, you're standing before Jesus. Don't let life drag you along. Be intentional. Do things on purpose. So I'm going to give you two helpful ways that you can make sure you don't get dragged along by life. Read your Bible. If you get to the end of your week and you realize, man, I've read my Bible like once or not at all by myself this week, then life dragged you along that week. You got dragged along by life. At the start of each day, decide, when are you going to read your Bible? And then do it. Don't just wait for an empty time in your day to pop up and read it then because you either won't find an empty time in your day or when you do, you'll be too lazy to read. That happens to a lot of you. I can guarantee you I'm nodding in your head right now because you just can't be bothered. Decide at the start. Be intentional. Second way, talk to your friends about Jesus. If you get to the end of the week and you go, man, I didn't talk to anyone about Jesus this week. Life dragged you along that week. You got dragged along by life. You didn't even think about Jesus coming back. Okay. Each week or each day, think, who am I going to talk to about Jesus? And then do it. If you wait for the opportunity to come up, it's either not going to happen or when it does, you'll be too scared. So be intentional. Jesus is coming soon. How much does that affect how you live? Okay. Or is life just dragging you along? Now, there's one thing I've been hiding from you. Okay. Something that will happen when Jesus comes. It's in this passage, so enough secrets. I'll tell you, all right? No, you can tell everyone. You got to tell everyone about it. Okay? This is, this is the second and last thing I want to tell you. True Christians get to be with God forever. Okay, have a look at verse 12. It's on the screen. Or if you've got it in your Bible, it's a little weird, but have read along. Him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I'll also write on him my new name. Now, true Christians get to be with God forever. Now, I say true Christians because some of you are just all talk. You're not real Christians. You just say you are, but you don't live like it. Okay? This isn't talking about you. Okay? This is for Christians who are Christians, who stay Christians until Jesus comes. They get to be with God forever. Okay? That's awesome. And this is a big deal. Now, for those of you that can't handle it, that the brains are already getting fried, you get two minutes off. Okay, because I'm going to take you a little bit deeper into this stuff. But if you're freaking out, take a break. But for those of you that reckon you can power through, listen up. Okay, Old Testament. There was the Jews. There was God, and God had the Jews. And he said, Jews, you'll be my people. Okay, you, you're mine. Jews, my people. And then he said, hey, Jews. He didn't speak like that. But he said, Jews, build me a temple. And they built him a temple, and he said, that's where I'm going to be. God said he would be in the temple. His presence, or his house, I guess, would be in that temple. And only certain people could go into the temple at certain times by making certain sacrifices. They'd sacrifice animals and stuff. And this temple was kept up by pillars, and the temple was in Jerusalem. Okay? So God was in Jerusalem, in a temple, among the pillars. Are you with me? Now look at verse 12. It says, Jesus says, to him who overcomes, I will make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will he leave it. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, 
God says, if you overcome, if you stay till the end, you will be a pillar. You'll always be with God. The pillar was inside the temples. Okay? It's not certain people at certain times with certain sacrifices. It's anyone who trusts Jesus till the end, forever, by the sacrifice, Jesus is already done. He already did it for us. Okay? Now, those of you that brains are fried, we're back in. Okay? Hectic times over. Okay? We're back into just awesome times. But hopefully, you won't fry your brain as much. So you're back in. Okay? What well, the Bible's saying, if you're a true Christian, you get to be with God forever. Okay? If you stay a Christian until Jesus comes back, you get to be with God forever. That's awesome. That's so good. And if that doesn't sound awesome to you, if being with God doesn't sound like the best thing in the world to you, it doesn't mean that God's not actually that good. It just means that there's something wrong with you and your view of God is messed up. Okay? If you think that God is a buzzkill or boring or you don't really have much to do with Him, you just have it wrong. Okay? You just don't get it. Okay? If you knew what God was really like and God said, you can be with me forever, you would freak out and be loving it. It would be so good. It's not just preference. It's not like some people think, oh, being with God forever, that'd be great. And some people go, nah, not really my thing. Okay? It's not like that. Okay? Some things are like that. Like, hands up, who likes Vegemite? Hands up, who doesn't like Vegemite? Okay? See, that's, a bit, that's preference. Some people have experienced Vegemite and they go, I don't really like it. Hands up, who thinks Pringles are like heaps good? Like, like heaps good. Not just they like them, they think they're heaps good. Okay, hands up, who think they're all right, but they're not that good. Yeah, that's me. I reckon they're that good. All right, I reckon other chips are like Pringles. Yeah, anyway, we can talk about that another day. Um, but anyway, that's just preference. Okay? Hands up, who likes scary movies? Okay? <laughs> who doesn't like scary movies? Okay? Being with God forever is not like that. Okay? Being with God forever is not like that. It's not something that some people like and some people don't. Okay? It is not like something that some people like and some people don't. It's awesome. Some people are just wrong and don't get it. It's like this. Who thinks oxygen is heaps good? Who thinks life would be much better without oxygen? Okay? Look around in this room. Some people right now are just wrong. Okay? It's not preference. Okay? You, you need oxygen. Some people are just wrong. They just got it wrong. They're just being stupid or they just are stupid. Okay? Because oxygen is heaps good. Okay? There's two things. Who's up? This is a bit more serious. Who thinks it would be terrible to lose a close family member? Okay? Who thinks it wouldn't be that bad? Okay? Anyone with their hand up then is clearly just wrong. Okay? They've never experienced the pain of losing a brother or sister or mum or dad. Okay? Now, some of you would know how hard that is. And I bet if you talk to them, they'd say, it is terrible and it was really hard. Okay? But some people would just be wrong about that. It's not preference. Some people just don't get it. Okay? Hands up, who thinks fat is heaps good? Love camp, not like fat. Okay? <laughs> like fat. Hands up, who doesn't think it's that good? If you look around, the people with their hands up haven't been. All right? They're just wrong. It's not preference. That's not preference. That one's a little bit more iffy, but not really. Okay? It's awesome. Being with God forever is awesome. And if you don't get that, you just need to fix up your view of God. Okay? Because it's awesome. Yeah? And true Christians get to be with God forever. Yeah? Let's bring this home. Knowing the future, knowing that that's what will happen to true Christians, what do we do? future changes how we live now, so what are we going to do? 
Check out verse 11. If you've got your Bibles, we'll look on the screen. It says, I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. It says, hold on. Don't let anything stop you from making it to the end. Okay? Hold on. If there was a tornado and you had a firm grip on a pole, just hold on. Okay? Just hold on. Because don't let anything pull you away or you will get lost. Okay? Now, lots of things in life will make you want to ease off. Just drift away. will make it hard to hold on. But stay a Christian till the end. Now, in this room, lots of you will call yourself Christians. You won't all make it to the end. It won't happen. A lot of you will fall away. And when Jesus comes back, you won't be with God forever. You'll be split from him, separate from him, far from him. Yeah, I was talking to a couple of year eight boys at 24-7 on Sunday. And they said, remember how we used to say that people would always fall away and that people wouldn't stick around? And I was like, yeah. And they went, well, look what happened. And in our G team, there was like four of us at 24-7. There used to be like eight or ten of us each week. And they've just fallen away. And it probably happened to a lot of you. A lot of you are just falling away, just bit by bit. Is it just, is it gone? You probably think now and you go, yeah, I'm not really around as much or I don't really care as much. And it's happened with your A boys and it sucks. It sucks. And if that's you guys, get back. Look at yourselves. Where are you? Are you where you want to be? Or do you need to come back? Have you let go? Because you need to make it to the end and that just doesn't happen overnight. Hold on. Don't fall away. Now, it's easy to fall away without realizing. I've seen it heaps. So I'm going to give you some helpful tips for not falling away. Um, get into the Bible with other people. So get along to your G teams 24-7. It'll be really helpful. Get into the Bible with other people. Um, get into the Bible by yourself. Okay, by yourself, get into the Bible. Make sure you're doing it for yourself. It's not just a group thing. Okay. Always find ways to be growing as a Christian. You want to keep growing. I remember ages ago, Hazy used to say, being a Christian's like climbing a greasy pole. Okay? If you're not going up, you're going down. Okay? You just can't stay still on a greasy pole. Okay? Find ways to be growing. Should I be reading my Bible more? Should I be praying more? Should I be talking to people? What sin am I doing? Should I be loving people more? Okay? Find ways to be growing. Um, another way, listen to the talks. Okay? And obey what the Bible says. Okay? Take this stuff seriously. If you're the person that goes, yeah, I'm a Christian, you don't listen to the Bible at all when it's being explained. Think about yourself. It's probably you're probably falling away. Um, last one, and last thing I'll say: don't get distracted by boys and girls. Okay, the opposite sex has this amazing power to just pull people away from Jesus. Now, if you're a boy, don't just think chicks are the devil. We gotta burn them. Okay, <laughs> don't don't think that. Okay. Because it's not like that. And same for your girl. Don't think that the other way. Okay? Love and respect each other. Okay? They're good. But don't get distracted from Jesus. Okay? Which so many of you can do so easily. Don't get distracted. Okay? There's, yeah, it's fine to have a girlfriend, but are they distracting you from Jesus? Don't get distracted from Jesus. Okay? Which is, seems easy to do. I think a lot of you probably fall into that trap. Anyway, there's my tips. Um, your leaders will probably have more if you want anything else. Um... Make sure you hold on until Jesus comes back. Um, and for a lot of us, I think we need help with that. So I might pray that we can hold on now. So we can pray and 
you can be praying for yourself if that's what you want to do as well. Cool. Let's pray. Father, um, thanks heaps for what Jesus did. Um, thanks that he died and took our punishment. And thanks that when you come back, we, we can spend forever with you. Um, I pray for me and all the leaders and all the kids here. And I pray when Jesus comes back, we will be trusting you and we'll be really living for you. Pray that none of us will fall away. And if we are falling away, I pray we can come back. Um, please help us to do that, um, even when it's hard. Amen. Um, yeah, take the stuff seriously and do it. Do it.